0: some Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and the season is indeed upon us. The lights are twinkling, the snow is falling everywhere except our Sierra Madre apartment, and my seasonal affective disorder is having itself a little night. If nothing else screams the holiday season, then it is me wrapped in a blanket crying, watching Game Grumps on YouTube while I eat a whole baguette by myself. Tis the season, Tumblies. Please practice self-care responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I tracked down the person who's been mooching off my Netflix password for years and told her she could keep it as long as she agreed to join me on the air. And she is...
1: Kaylin, your cocktail artist.
0: And our guest today is a singer-songwriter who immigrated to LA all the way from Arkansas. He started writing and recording music while attending the University of Arkansas before releasing his first EP in 2013, which was featured on the Billboard Heatseekers chart. He's written for many artists, including Jason Mraz, Aloe Black, and Carrie Underwood, in addition to garnering millions of streams for his own music. In 2018, he started releasing a song every month, which saw his fan base grow exponentially and eventually led to a deal with Elektra Records. And he's kept that momentum going, landing a spot on People Magazine's list of emerging artists, performing on The Kelly Clarkson Show, and teaming up with country star Russell Dickerson on the now-platinum-selling She Likes It. He joins us today after winding down his first sold out headlining tour across North America and to talk all about his latest single and sip on a cocktail inspired by its carefree hook laden charm. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Jake Scott to the pod. Woo. Wow. That was an that was an amazing intro. Thank you.
1: That's he, he definitely goes ham on those. Intros. Yeah, that was
2: so much. You did your homework. That <laughs> was now amazing. everybody
1: knows that I don't pay for anything I watch. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix mooch. I am that person. I don't even know
2: how many people are on my accounts. I'll I'll pull up my Netflix or like my HBO Max and see episodes and movies that I'm halfway through, and I'm like, I have no idea who's been watching. I get
1: angry when people use it.
2: I mean, at this point, it's like whatever.
0: I don't even watch Netflix anymore, and I feel like with everything I pay for now, I'm paying more than I would for just basic cable. One hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because
1: all I pay for is my Spotify. I mooch off of him for literally (laughs) all the other things.
0: But let's break the ice a little bit. I'm still not used to talking to people face-to-face yet, and I need a little bit of practice. So what has everyone had on repeat recently? Me, personally, I have been
2: tearing up Noah Khan's new album, Stick Season. Have y'all heard this? Mm -hmm. I have like definitely... It's become my favorite album of the year. I have not been able to stop. It's just so good, top to bottom. What are the vibes? So Noah is like... Always kind of like very singer songwriter, even though he is a pop artist. But on this album, he went totally like folk vibes. Tight. Which I love because he's such a good, catchy, thoughtful songwriter.
1: Sounds like what Taylor Swift did at one point. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it
2: kind of is that like the folklore vibe of like what she did. But he kind of took like his pop writing chops, so to speak. And this album is just very much like banjos on it. He, he, lives in vermont and just writes about living in vermont and growing mm-hmm. up in the cold and the dark and it's honestly it is such a good album like y'all definitely should check it out
1: makes me want to go to vermont <laughs> i've never been Neither well have I.
0: it's it's not the time the leaves are done falling mm. and it's just going to be a little depressing now it would mm. be stick, cold season, cold, so it cold. stick season it is stick season planned it it's almost like he did
1: oh my gosh we now have to go, Anthony. we got to see all the sticks.
0: <laughs> Since I pay for Netflix, you pay for the plane ticket. Deal. I guess I can go next. I've been tearing up Betty Who's latest album. Mm. It's called Big. Everyone's looking at me like I'm, I'm crazy right now. So Betty Who, <laughs> yeah, Australian. You, you were
1: listening to that last week, too.
0: I was. Did I talk about it last week? I'm pretty sure.
1: I remember, Did I? I remember well, you talking about Betty Who. He has been on it. I thought
0: I talked last week about listening to those audiobooks, but you know, time is again a flat circle.
1: Yeah. Mm. We've been talking about so many things.
0: <laughs> I've just been listening to it a lot. If I have talked about it before, then you already know. And if I haven't, she's an Australian pop star. She's six foot one, which is partially why she decided to call it big. It's kind of about like subverting the norm about like female artists are not supposed to take up too much space. Mm. And she's like, well, that's always been me. I'm going to do that. It's. Uh, I don't
1: even think it's just female artists aren't supposed to take up too much space. Females in general, yeah, to the to the white man aren't supposed <laughs> to take up too much space.
0: Absolutely. And this album, I've I've talked to her twice. Like I interviewed her twice. Once for her last album, which was her first album that she did after she got dropped from her major label, and it was amazing. It was just so incredible, so personal so many hooks like the vibes were perfect got to talk to her about that and then she like had a cameo in the movie Unpregnant that came out on HBO Max in the pandemic talk to her a little bit about that and this album that she did it's like she took those personal vibes that she started in her self-titled record and she just like blew them out like this is stadium pop music let's go yeah I I love this glow up of hers I love that she's like embracing this ironically, big sound, yeah. right? So yeah, go check it out. Standout Tracks, the title track, Blow Out My Candle, She Can Dance, but it's all good. It's a no-skip album. Yeah, big I, fan. I
1: love that.
2: I
0: gotta check it out. Yeah, and I might bring it up next week. Who knows? <laughs> Keep going.
1: So this week, I'm not as sad as I have been. For some reason, we're we're on a higher note this week. The mood definitely uh, moved up. So I've been listening to Start Again by Corey Cowper and Jacob Neverhill. And it's basically about this love. It's a love song. It's about starting over and finding what's special about someone again and working through all the hard moments and not letting each other down and just putting in that effort. And every day is a new day. And when you've got somebody you're with for a long time, it sometimes gets mundane and you're just two passing ships. But just because we haven't changed that much doesn't mean that we can't keep breaking those things down and making it special, starting over again, keeping that new relationship energy alive three and a half years later. Mm.
0: Totally. Love it. Yeah, my relationship with this pod still feels brand new.
1: (laughs) Mine is brand new. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, if you want to listen, listeners, to more of what we've had on repeat, we do have a Spotify playlist called YBLT. It stands for What Have You Been Listening To?, but we really leaned into the whole BLT part of it. You'll know you found it. There's a sandwich floating <laughs> in space. We always talk about how delicious it is. Just uh, a tasty snack. You'll hear things that I've had on repeat, things that Kaylin has had on repeat, things that Drew's had on repeat from time to time, things that Eric's had on repeat. It just kind of all coalesces into this casserole that your Minnesota grandma would be really <laughs> proud of. So- we like
1: to keep you fed
0: uh, and... Yeah. You hydrated.
1: know, wet your whistle. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. fed and hydrated. A lot of food references, and I'm I'm all, I'm here for it.
1: We're not hungry, no. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but who's ready for us to go into the bar? Let's go. Ready. Yeah, we need a drink. Jake, did you bring something to show the bouncer today?
2: I did. I did, in fact. And it's
1: it's behind me. It's
2: behind me. Should I, Should I go get it? Yeah, wait, go and get wait, it. Can you grab it? We have help today. Thank yes. you, Natalie.
1: <clears throat> Natalie, coming in clutch.
2: These. Our shirts from my very, very recent tour oh, that I yay. just finished two weeks ago called The Lavender Tour. And y'all can have these shirts oh. if you want them. Oh my gosh. They're, Our first they're for gifts. you. You got some
1: merch, oh.
2: some swag. Somebody
1: brought us gifts, Anthony. And the I only know. size
2: I had at my house was XL, so hopefully that well, works. If luckily, nothing else, it'll be a blanket for your pugs.
1: Luckily, I have the chest to fill it out. Anthony is a small boy. I'm working boy.
0: on getting the chest <laughs> to fill it out. <laughs> We're know that'll be a, a goal shirt. How about yeah, that? Yeah, trying to get them gains.
1: <laughs> the bouncer's just ecstatic about this, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he has d- his, d- his own shirt. Yeah,
0: it? absolutely. Oh, I think there's a little tight. tear in his eye oh my and everything. God.
1: He's so excited. <laughs> a little tear. Christmas uh, came early, Anthony. Mm.
0: Christmas did come early. Yep. After four years, I haven't seen the bouncer turn anything away, which I think might be a problem with the liquor board. He's easy to please. Oh, he is absolutely easy to please. Kaylin, do you have any idea what we could bring that he would turn away?
1: Mmm. I feel like a pair of scissors might be questionable. Mm. Anything sharp. Yeah. You know, weapons are probably not okay. Mm. But other than that, you know,
0: he'll take chicken strips. Yeah, he'll He'll take take chicken chicken strips.
1: strips. Food is a big thing for him. Yeah, BLTs. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, bring bring him some bacon. Alec Benjamin just brought
0: the Advil that was on his bedside table. That seemed to work.
1: (laughs) The bouncer really finds it important to take care of yourself. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You got to do that.
2: You know, if he has to get into a scuffle, he may need that Advil the next day. You know, you got to (laughs) protect the bar.
1: Mm
0: hmm. That's why we love him. And now that we're in here. We need a drink, but we need some mood music first. Drew, can you do me a favor and put on Good Day by Jake Scott? I hear that one is one hell of a banger. And while Kalen's over there getting the drinks fixed up, I wanted to say just like a couple of things about this song. We've had this long string of angsty and depressing songs on the show over the past several weeks. And while they've all been excellent, I don't think it's been good for Kalen's mental health. (laughs) Winter, Sorry, Kalen. Maybe starting next week, but this is a summer afternoon kickback with your Bay music.
1: This is Los Angeles yeah. in wintertime music, Anthony. Yes,
0: It's absolutely. My ties and Postmates are my love language. <laughs> this song, Good Day, it's funky, optimistic, and above all, it's positive. And I don't think we've gotten enough of that these past few years. Positivity almost feels like a fantasy from time to time. Like it's unrealistic given the state of the world, but... What gives us the strength to go on if not for little moments in the sun like like now? Because the sun is always there. Even on a stormy day, it's just above the clouds and you're going to see it again. Mm. But I'm going to talk myself hoarse. Kalen, are those Beautiful. drinks ready? What do we have?
1: They're so ready. So what I've made for you is a Mai Tai. Woo! Come on! <laughs> I know. I know. I kept it so simple, right? Except... <laughs> The thing about this mai tai is it's jello. So what I did was I made a jello sphere mai tai with a jello lime slice and gelatin. Well, it's not gelatin, it's actually agar agar, which is vegan. Oh. So it doesn't have any animal parts in this cuz I thought that would be weird for a cocktail. <laughs> Drink up the animals, y'all. Uh no, I wanted this to be animal-safe, animal-friendly, and so you've also got a gelatin mint. So take your spoon, dig in. This has four and a half ounces of lime juice, one ounce of rum clement, which is just basically a fancy, expensive rum. (laughs) It's dark. One ounce of extra-dark Jamaican rum, half an ounce of orange curacao, a half ounce of orjot syrup, three quarters ounce vegan gelatin, a quarter ounce fresh mint, which I actually like muddled it and pulverized it and all of that. and one lime, but you only use it for the peel. So I basically made jello out of these liquids. you boil your your agar agar on the stove in some liquid and then you pour it into the mold and you let it set. So enjoy everybody.
2: This is truly a work of art. I have <laughs> never seen a Jello cocktail in general, but especially a Jello Mai Tai. I, I'm very excited to try this. Me too. It's it's gonna What's be a good day. What's the method to the madness here? You just go straight for it?
1: Just you know, you can't just tell like somebody a... how to eat food. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. The idea that I had Whoa. was to. It's so
0: good. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. My God. The texture's, that is just, that
2: is a my better than I thought it was going to be. A,
1: wow, I'm yeah.
2: shook. That is so good. Mm hmm.
1: I got the mint.
2: Jello, the, the
1: garnishes like just kind of help it along too.
2: So this this lime is jello as well. Yes.
1: Can oh, I just no, like, take take a bite? Oh, this looks like just a
0: lime. I thought it was yeah, a lime until no, so you the, said that.
1: It's it's a lime rind, but I actually filled it with jello.
0: <laughs> wow. It looks like an actual lime. It's
1: more like a gummy bear consistency for sure.
0: Mm hmm. So, talk a little bit about the rationale behind this.
1: So, obviously, Mai Tais are a big thing for you. And, you know, I wanted a Mai Tai that was going to last longer. Because, you know, these good days, when they happen, you don't ever want them to end. You want them to last. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you want to just keep going back for it. And you don't want it to melt on you. You want the sun to stay out. And you want, for your cocktail to be there when you get back from the bathroom
2: Reach that's all i want wow yeah
1: so i wanted it to be solid instead of you know melty and and getting watered down with the yeah. ice and all of that
0: wow it's so good that is oh, so yeah. creative one thing about tiki drinks though is that when the ice melts it changes the flavor profile and that's part of the rationale behind creating them the way that they are yeah like it's a it's a different experience at the top to the bottom, but yeah. it's not like it gets worse. It just yeah. gets different. And the but crushed
2: ice is kinda of like the popular way to do mm-hmm. tiki drinks. And so yeah, it like it's a totally different vibe all the
0: way. Oh my gosh, I'm getting it all over myself. <laughs> but the good thing is it's Jello, and so it's an easy cleanup. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, if you spill, you're still having a good day. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing stops this good day. <laughs> Five-second rule, got to eat the cocktail <laughs> off the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. So where I wanted to start was this thing that I found during uh, researching your backstory, where back in 2018, you released a song every month, and that seems like just a lot of work. How did that all come together for you?
2: Well... Yeah, it was it's so much work. I'll be completely honest with you. But the the way I got the idea was during my years as a songwriter, producer for other artists, which was what I did full time for three years when I first moved out to Los Angeles, I started seeing a lot of people make the mistake of they just waited too long when they had a song that was ready to go, especially people who were still building an audience. Because like I knew that when I started releasing my own music... I had to just accept the hard fact that like, I'm not Taylor Swift, like the world is not waiting for my next release. So instead of waiting two years between releases, I'm just going to put as much music out as frequently as possible so that I stay on people's attention. I stay on people's release radars and eventually I will release so much music that it will almost get to the point where it's like, you can't ignore this anymore. You just Mm -hmm. have to eventually be like, fine, I'll listen to this one. And then if they like that one, they'll go back and listen to the other ten songs I've just released.
1: Your kids are gonna your kids are gonna make some real money one day when you die. (laughs)
2: Hopefully. That's that's (laughs) the goal. But really like for me what was so fun about doing that process was I also got to really figure out what my voice as an artist was because I had spent such a long time writing for other people and learning how to sing, you know, write and produce songs in this genre and that that genre, like whoever was in the room that day that it kind of got hard to identify like, what was my thing? And when you're doing it, you know, a song every single month, you've just got so many opportunities to like, I'll take a risk and try this thing. And if no one likes it, who cares? I'm gonna release another song in three weeks. Like, it's fine. So it helped me take a lot of the pressure off of like, it's got to be absolutely my best work ever, perfect or whatever. It just helped me be like, I love this song. It feels ready to go. I'm gonna put it out. If people like it, they'll listen to it. If they don't, I'll release another one next month. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, King Giz does the same thing. They literally release oh songs God. like every, yeah. it How seems do they like do every that? week. And it's always something interesting. It's not always your taste, but yeah. they have something that everyone likes. And it's yeah. kind of an interesting way to go about it. It's kind of like the whole thing of getting above the noise by just constantly making the noise. Yeah. So that when other people mm. are quiet, yeah. then you're still there.
0: Drew's back there uh, nodding his head. He's like the biggest King Gizzard fan in the room.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had to mention them for him.
0: <clears throat> he's He's been bugging us to get them on the show for years now. Come on. We Let's gotta do, do it. this. But yeah, you mentioned a little bit about finding your own voice as opposed to writing for the voices of other people. And you've got a new album coming out soon, right? Yes. Can yes. you talk a little bit about the writing process for that as opposed to when you're writing for other people? What's the difference for you?
2: It's Totally. I mean, it's just a different approach from the beginning of it, you know, because I go into when I'm writing for myself, it's obviously like, first and foremost, like, what do I want to say? Like, what do I have to say here? Even though every time I write a song, it's always I'm thinking of melodies and music first, and then I start thinking lyrics, but I'm going into it with the mindset of like, what excites me? Rather than when you're writing for someone else, you're kind of the first hour of whatever writing session you're with this other person, you're kind of like, Throwing out ideas, but you're really feeling like you're trying to gauge what they're excited about, and like it might not necessarily be what's right in your wheelhouse as a singer or an artist or anything like that. So it's just interesting to be able to, you know, switch hats and Mm -hmm. and write for myself, but it's also super intimidating sometimes because, like, this is my first time I've ever sat down and wrote a full album of songs because I did singles for so I did singles for three years in a row, just a song every single month. And then I would package those at the end of the year and like with the same artwork. So it looked like an album, but I never wrote the songs as like a fuller body of work telling one cohesive story. It was just like this song, this song, this song. Sure. They kind of all go together.
1: Do you usually start with the tune of things or do you usually start with the lyrics?
2: Always the, the tune, the melody, the music. I don't know why that's just like even before I knew the difference of like melody and lyrics like that's just how my brain worked and I actually map out like the whole song melodically before I start thinking about lyrics at all. And that's just it just helps me a lot because like, you know, I'll sit there and like sing gibberish over a piano or a guitar or something like that until I get something that I'm excited about and then I'll like turn on my voice memo and. Make sure I'm getting bits of it. And then I'll listen back to it like on a walk or a drive or something. If something really sticks out to me, I'm like, okay, I can build around this thing. And I kind of like whittle it down until I feel like I've got it locked. And then whatever the emotion it's invoking, if it feels like a happy song or a sad song or nostalgic or something, and then I'll kind of like let the feeling of the melody guide me to what the story needs to be. And then it's really fun because. It's like you're playing this big fancy game of Hangman where it's like you've got this amount of space and these syllables and they got a rhyme and you get to kind of plug. It's so fun. It's like a big puzzle.
1: That's kind of cool. It's an interesting way to think about writing in that sense, because I always imagine, you know, music writers to just like sit down at the like a writer, you know, sitting down at the typewriter. But when you're a wordsmith versus a musician, it's kind of different. You know, you there's people that have that sort of verbal way of articulating things and then there's people that have an audio method of it's that that different way of thinking i'm a visual person through and through the writing side of things is doesn't come as easily so it's kind of interesting to hear that you take that aspect of it because it kind of makes it a fun game like Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it really is because it's fun in the sense that like i i love writing just like without the parameters sometimes but I love the confines of songwriting because you really only have such a limited amount of space to tell a story. It's and almost you like gotta, a
1: crossword puzzle. Yeah.
2: And you have so little time to get to the point where it's like if you're writing a novel, like you can string it along and like one little thing at the end can make the whole thing make sense. Songwriting is kind of the same way, but you have to do it in like a fraction of the time. Yeah. It's, it's impressive
1: like, if you can do a 600 page novel. It's even right. more impressive if you can condense that whole story down into a Three minutes. minute. Uh, yeah. A minute and a half to two, two and a half minutes, yeah. even three sometimes. Three minutes the... is a is a long song. <laughs> yeah. Or the like the... 10
0: minutes of your Tool. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Taylor Swift. You just don't, yeah. you just oh, yeah, don't it's stop true. playing. 10
0: minute version. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> now, Now I know all release. the tea about uh, Jake
0: Gyllenhaal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really fun. I like every time I do it, it's just such a, a thrill. It's also terrifying because like You're walking into a dark room and you're trying to find your way around. It's like, I don't have any idea what's in here, and I'm just gonna stumble into it. And then once I know it's there, it's like, oh, this is cool, this is like all therapy.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's just honestly poking great. around in the dark until you hit some trauma. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> oh my god, you got a leak!
2: <laughs> and this is why we have cocktails. Oh, yes. yeah,
1: this is why we alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How is how is everybody enjoying their oh my their God. Jello? Oh my it's the so reason,
2: good.
0: I haven't been talking a lot this episode because I've just been munching.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that aspect that it's you can't snack. really chew and talk except if you're me. I don't always talk with my mouth open, but I definitely you don't talk chew with your mouth open. But I definitely chew with my mouth open. Okay. Yeah. No. I I made sense of it.
0: <laughs> nice save. I brought Gotten it around. Staff. I've got it. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about Good Day in particular. As I said, this is kind of an outlier for us just because it is such an upbeat, positive song and we've just been going through some really great music, but it's so it's sad. all been like really introspective. It's been sad. It's been complex in, in like the way that like those kind of conflicting feelings can be, mm-hmm. but this is about optimism and i think that we fall into this this trap a lot of the times where we just think of optimism as trivial like it's not as important as the darker stuff i want to get your perspective on that do you feel that positivity and optimism can like be mined from as deep of a place
2: in a way it can be just as deep and just as meaningful as sadness or as like heartbreak or melancholy because sometimes when you have to really step back from anything that could cause you to feel sad or overwhelmed or stressed or anxious and you look around at what you're grateful for and you look around at the things in your life that's like i've dreamed of having this my entire life and now i have it and sometimes i don't necessarily feel the weight of how amazing this is there's almost it takes a little bit more discipline and groundedness to be able to like feel the the weight of that optimism and and I think it can have as much meaning and, and power to it as, as sad stuff as well. It can obviously be trivial if you're mm-hmm. coming at it from a place of just like I want to drown out the noise, the am like positivity. Try- yeah, it's like I'm Your trying vibes to vibes out- only. <laughs> exactly.
1: The escapism it, part of it, I think, is definite. can definitely be problematic if you're using it for sure to get away from yeah. dealing with the important stuff. But I think it can also help you through it. It's right. it allows you to be like okay. I had a good day today, I can get to the next day. And if I have another bad day, then I know that that good day is going to come back Mm -hmm. and I'm going to feel better. And that's kind of what we need. We need those speckles of, of positivity and happiness to get us through the shitty shit, (laughs) shit of life. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, exactly what you're saying to be able to Fully embrace both sides of the things that are hard, things that make you sad, things that overwhelm you, and be able to embrace the things in your life that you're grateful for and that are good. I think that takes almost more strength than to just be like, oh, I'm just going to just take a bubble bath in my sorrows here, or I'm just going to drown it out with toxic positivity and Mm -hmm. eventually explode.
0: Exactly. You know? I mean, like, there's this whole idea in Buddhism about attachment where... Like suffering comes from wanting to hold on so hard to the good things and push away all of the bad things. And when we do that, we end up just like in this place of constantly not being grateful for what we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything is transient. You will lose everything. Mm -hmm. And that's not like temporary. Yeah. Everything's temporary. That's not necessarily just like, you know, a, a defeatist attitude to take, but it helps you, I think, Kind of like maybe not hold on to those things that are so that bring you joy, but appreciate them better in the moment. Yeah, I think
1: it's hard because a lot of people don't feel they even deserve that. Mm. You know, we grow up and we're put in this place of you know you have to work hard and you have to get through life and you have to suck it up and you have to deal with all this bullshit. And a lot of times we feel so low on ourselves and so down on ourselves that we're like, I when good things come, we don't accept it because we don't feel that we deserve it, but we do. Mm-hmm. You need to have that balance of good and evil or good and dark and light yeah. to really make life fulfilling. Yeah. Cause if you don't have the dark, you don't have the light. And if you don't have the light, you don't have the dark. They balance each other out. And the shitty part is this last couple of years has been mostly dark, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I am glad that, you know, there are artists like yourself that are, inspired by the positivity and want to you know lift people up if you will you mm-hmm. know make make the good days last longer and feel brighter i mean are there are there particular things that you tend to stay away from in your writing because of you know the the sort of down aspect of them
2: no no i mean even on this upcoming album like there's several songs that are so sad and like very much exploring like the feelings of heartbreak and the feelings of loss and, and, you know, so I definitely don't shy away from that stuff when I'm, when I'm writing. It's just for this particular song, so much of the time I can be just, I mean, it's just kind of part of my wiring. I'm kind of an eternal optimist. Like I I actually do wake up sometimes and I'm like, it's a Saturday. I got no plans. This is going to be a great day.
1: The sun I'm is gonna, shining today. I'm going to make
2: my coffee. And it's even in this song, like, it's very like the simple pleasures. Like, I'm going to order some Postmates right. and I'm going to make a Mai Tai and we're going to do nothing. And mm-hmm. that's great. Like, if we're going to sit on the couch or sit on the our back porch or whatever, like, it's going to be great. We got nothing to do. And for me now, like, those are the days I look forward to the most. It's just when I get to just be with. My family and we just get to chill, and there's no obligations, and like I don't even have to look at my phone all day. Mm-hmm. The best,
1: yeah. Busy people tend to not get that much free time. I feel like I take a lot of time to myself, like out on my patio and and doing things, but I think it's because of the grind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get so exhausted by that daily grind. Yeah,
0: I think Drew brought this up. Drew, when was the last time you were like on the show?
2: I think, like, December, December last year, maybe.
0: You were talking a little bit about self-care in the context of recovery to be productive. Like, that's the way that a capitalist society kind of views it. I- I'm wondering, like, how do we change that mentality of self-care as something that is necessary to repair yourself as as a machine that creates and <laughs> just, like, kind of reclaim it as something... That is just for you to, like, feel good about you.
2: I mean, I I wish I knew.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm trying to figure out. Let me grill you for your run for president. uh, Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, for me, uh, the thing I'm really learning how to do right now, especially right now, because I just finished a tour. I've got an album to finish, but I know I'm not going to do my best work if I just throw myself right into trying to be productive and just finish this album as fast as I can because I don't want to slow down. And I'm really trying to learn how to like let myself actually rest and be totally okay with that and not be overwhelmed by like, oh, I'm falling behind or I'm slowing down or like, you know, I'm get, everything's going to fall apart if I don't just completely exhaust myself to finish this thing. And being able to just stay grounded and realize that if I don't take care of myself, I won't enjoy the thing that I've always dreamed of doing. And I get to do that for a living now. Like I get to make music for a living. I get to go tour the country and play shows for people. And it is such a gift to do that. And it's um, something I've always daydreamed of. And now I like have an amazing family and I have a one year old daughter and uh, a wife that I love so much. And, And like being able to sit still for a minute and just say like, you know what, all of this is gonna, it's not going anywhere. And I have plenty of time to just chill and be with my family and be with myself and let the tank refill and like enjoy sitting in my backyard and having nothing to do and having nothing to stress out about or you know not being overwhelmed by the fact that in the modern music industry you don't just have to be a good musician you also have to be an excellent content creator which oh, is a yeah. totally different oh my god mindset tell but tell me about it it just is what it is and i'm not going to complain about it but like that can get super stressful, and it can be very hard to rest. And it is that mindset of kind of like, "Cool, I need to rest so that I can work." And it's like, "How long do I have to rest?" And it's like, "Oh, okay, great. Now I've checked that box. Now it's back to it." But we're not machines, and I'm not a machine, and I'm really kind of running into that brick wall. This honestly, the last couple weeks, like since I've been done with the tour, as I'm just trying to really sit and let myself be okay with that. You know,
1: yeah, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't do anything with an empty cup. But, yeah. if you ever do want to have us over to your backyard for those chill sessions, we Let's are we, we're, have, we're we have a couple my pugs ties. that we'll we'll have run around I got a we'll golden bring, doodle I've got a <gasps> yeah, I know right we gotta we gotta do the whole thing. We gotta have our one one year olds meet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pugs are actually very good with children. yeah, no, I know
0: <laughs> especially pizza. oh my gosh.
1: I mean, is amazing with children too anyway, um, yeah, I think a lot of the time for myself. I have narcolepsy. I have a sleep disorder that makes it so that my daily energy level is starting out at what you would have after three days of no sleep. And at the beginning of the day, you kind of have to figure out like, okay, what can I feasibly do with the amount of energy that I'm going to have today? Where can I put all these tasks? And then realizing, well... When you get to two o'clock and you still haven't gotten everything done, and you're now exhausted, that you you can't keep going mm. on because your work's going to suffer and you're going to let people down, including yourself, if you keep pushing yourself beyond your limits. And yeah. I think we we see that all the time with you know, like you said, capitalism forces us to just work ourselves to the bone and commit ourselves to 12, 14, 16 hour days. When we don't have that kind of energy to even give for ourselves, let alone for somebody paying us the least amount of money they can pull out of their pocket, yeah.
0: Yeah. and then we call do like we rebrand doing your job as described as quiet quitting. Why? <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, this is what happens when I've had a full cocktail. Is we we get up on our soapbox we pontificate. Oh this yes, this is
1: what the cocktails are for. <laughs> I'm now sifting around my ice to find the little chunks of. well we Uh, are coming up to
0: the end of the interview portion but there's one question i want to ask the group we've been talking about what it's like to have a good day Mm. but i'm wondering what that good day consists of for you so we already know my ties and postmates but what else (laughs) is there what Um, about you caitlin
1: i really love a day where i can wake up not at a like early hour but an hour that's decent you know and i can take the dogs to the park or I can plan a day trip where I drive somewhere like, you know, up to Ventura or, you know, where I can actually use part of the day to do something fun to get some time with my my fur children <laughs> or my partner or both or all three. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's getting to do the things that you don't do during your your daily life every day I get up Monday through Friday to do my day job and then the weekend comes and I'm ready to do fun things. That's my perfect day is doing things that I enjoy, getting out in the good weather when it happens. It's pretty much always in LA, just so everybody <laughs> knows. Every day in LA is a blue sunny day. It really is. Even when it rains.
0: <laughs> so for me, my perfect day is very simple. And I f- I figured it out a while ago, and I'm not going to mess up the formula. It is taking someone special, down to the beach where we get tacos and margaritas, and then just lay out for like four hours.
1: <laughs> we haven't done that in a that while, Anthony. That sounds amazing. Let's do that. Tomorrow. It's, it is <laughs> Tomorrow.
0: It is going to be raining and 50 degrees. Tomorrow. And it's going to be the time to lay out. It's going to be <laughs> epic.
1: We're going to lay out. We're going to get wet. It's going to be hot and sexy and fun.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> I think your definition of fun is different than mine, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> Our differences are what make us strong, Anthony. Mm, wow. Look at this.
0: To, to, many, to many more years sharing cocktails in front of microphones. <laughs> oh, yes. Before we go, I kind of want to have a little fun. Who would like to play a game of hashtag mood?
1: My mood. Let's go.
0: Hit it, Drew. Thank you once again, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty, for gifting us that amazing hashtag mood theme, theme song. song. Wow. Oh, yes. They they really pulled it together. <laughs> what is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to go. Mm. Snap, snap, snap. What we are going to do now is go to the Tunes and Tumblr's inbox, where a bunch of fans of the show, fans of Jake Scott, people who just wandered onto our Instagram story somehow, have <laughs> left us moods, things that they are feeling, things that they are thinking, things that they are going through. We are going to take a couple of those, and each of us gets to choose a song to match that mood to create the ultimate Spotify playlist. Drew, can you let us know what the first mood is
1: S A T O L scream at top of lungs at my sweet sky oh
0: wow scream at top mm. of lungs scream at top of the lungs i'm going to i already got one it is scream exclamation point by brony uh she is a newish pop punk artist and that one was on my running playlist back in like february march it's it's i always like my workout, workout playlists are 60% rise and 40% fall so that I can work, 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 and then uh, relax. And hers was the peak song. It was the peak <laughs> song. Scream was my peak song. It's the fastest BTM. It it hits hard. So yeah, that's my first pick.
1: Uh, so my song of choice is Screaming Goats by Cotton and Gin. Oh
0: my God.
1: <laughs> the song is literally just Screaming Goats. <laughs> Sounds like That's a hit. all it is? Yeah. Sounds it's, 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 therapeutic. Got, it's got a tune to it. Yeah? Yeah. A little bit.
0: Uh do you have a second one? I'm gonna do my second one. Mm. It's Land of a Thousand Dances by Wilson Pickett. Mm. That one I always like I always do the scream when he does the scream, but I, I want to like get up and dance every time I hear it. It's a thousand dances. I've only gotten through like five of them so far, so wow. we gotta keep it going.
2: Uh mine would be I feel it by John Bellion and Burna Boy. Yeah. It is an absolute heater of a song, and it was our pregame song right before we went on stage on this tour. Oh, my gosh. And like I would literally at the top of my lungs scream it right before we went on stage. It was the best.
1: So my next one is (laughs) Cub Sport. uh, Did a song called Scream. And Cub Sport is kind of very soft, melodic, sort of ethereal kind of jams that you can listen to. Sometimes in an elevator, sometimes when you're just vibing by a pool. I don't know. I've always cu- thought Cup Sport was kind of a chill sort of vibe, mm. but they have a song called Scream.
0: Do they scream or is it more chill, laid-back music?
1: All their music's chill and laid-back. They're <laughs> okay. screaming uh, on the inside. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Bony yeah, Bear it's, screams. It's mm. like, Jake, it's do you like have one more to add to this whispers? playlist? I do.
2: Uh, Louis Capaldi's new single, Forget Me, I am a sucker for an anthem. He is the king of an anthem, and he also screams every song he sings, which I'm a sucker for as well. So that's mine.
1: Yeah. Is screamo the actual name of the genre?
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a. I think it
2: would be. I, I mean, I was. I mean, a huge I don't fan. think that. Yeah, I,
0: mean, I don't think that Louis Capaldi E-mail. is a screamo I mean, artist. No,
1: but I'm saying that there <laughs> is. Uh, that would be that would be funny if Louis Capaldi <laughs> screamed.
2: He does, kind of. It I mean, a like, little
1: growl going on. He
0: belts, he belts
1: it. He belts. it, but, but he's not like... A, it's not like Screamo. I mean, it's Liz Capaldi, but... Under
0: vibes. Mm. Yeah. Man. Yeah, or, anything uh, by August Burns Red <laughs> is going on this playlist. Absolutely. August Devil Burns Wears Prada. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I love Devil Wears
1: Prada. <laughs> I dated someone in high school that was obsessed with them, and I always stole his sweaters that had, like, the bands and stuff on it. And he thought it was weird because I never actually listened to the music. I just thought it was cute to wear his sweaters. Well, Name
0: three songs, Kalen, right now. I can't.
2: Well, what's so fun is that one of my uh, friends started this movement called Emos Not Dead,
0: and it they did dead. that. It is not yeah. dead. Oh my gosh, we went to one of their shows. Oh really? Yeah. You know Matt. I, I don't know them, but like I, I saw that Swaco was like headlining yes. one of their warehouse parties. So yes. we went.
1: We went. That was an yeah, epic and we night saw of
0: chaos. Royal and the Serpent was there too. Yeah, that was dude. a great night. It was so, so much fun.
2: Shout out Matt Cutchell. He started this movement and uh he was telling me about like how it's such a like weird, like mind blowing experience to be able to now like befriend all of his like heroes from back in the day when Screamo was like the thing and now he's getting to like collaborate with the guys from Undroth and like, uh, you know, dashboard and all this stuff. And like all these incredible bands from that time. And it's, yeah, we geeked out about it hard. Oh man. That's
1: so cool. I mean that, that night was a lot of fun. It was the first time I actually planned to be in a mosh pit. The <laughs> first like, time I, I, I was in, in a mosh pit, it was not planned.
0: Oh yeah, that was Kenny Hoopla. Oh, that just that was a spontaneous <laughs> mosh pit. We didn't
1: think that crowd was gonna. Yes. We, we were looked at the around. Roxy. It was a oh. little crowd. Everyone was
0: just standing, <laughs> like kind of like. Oh, we're, we're waiting for the show to begin. And I turned to her. I'm like, nobody's going to mosh. And then as soon as he came out on stage, like my it drink, flew. her drink th- flew <laughs> in the air. I got knocked to the floor. I'm like, OK, yes! I guess we're doing this. Let's yeah, go. no, I
1: had to. I had to like airbender cora my way out of the out of the crowd. Just like <laughs> I'm a leaf moving. And wow. it was crazy.
0: So mm. good. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope you enjoy that playlist. Uh, Drew, do you have one more for us to do before we close things out?
1: I'm really happy. at Sky dot
0: Oh wow! Yeah, let's get into it. And I'm not going to choose Happy by Pharrell. Okay. Hmm. I gotta. I gotta think about like a deeper cut. Uh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Feel You Now by The Driver Era. Ooh. I love that one. It's got like such a slow build, but it's like really anthemic during the chorus. I like that. I can feel you now. Maybe we can love somehow. Baby, you and me right love now. Yes. Yeah. that. And then during the bridge, it's a it's a horn solo. <laughs> we God. live for a horn solo. We live for a horn solo. I mean, solo. hey, Good Day's
2: got horns all over it. So yes. There you go.
0: Yep. Horn solos are my happy place. And then I kind of want to pick something from my um sexy Saxman man playlist that is just it's songs with saxophone uh, solos. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's throw something weird in here. I'm gonna choose Wait a Minute My Girl by mm, that's Volbeat. A good one. Yes. That is so I don't so know good. if you know Volbeat. Like I don't. Volbeat is a Danish metal band. Okay. So picture that in your mind. Yeah. The lead single for their latest album is is a fast rockabilly song with like runaway pianos and a saxophone. And it's just him singing about like, I never knew love before I found you. And I'm just like, this is not their music at all. I remember Kaylin fell in love with that song and she's like, I'm going to go listen to more of their music. And she's like, I, I I do not relate to the rest of this.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. The rest of their music was not my vibe, but it was funny because my dad actually told me how much he loves Volbeat. And I was like, oh, I can connect with my dad on this one song by Volbeat that has nothing to do with the rest yeah. of their music. They just went
0: really <laughs> pop on one song.
1: It was fun, though. Hey, I mean, man. it was a fun song.
0: Bring bring the people in, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So those are my two songs. Uh, my, one of
2: mine, I mean, I I love every time I've got a playlist that, that my wife and I have put together over the years that's just kind of like when we have, we just throw it on when there's nothing else on. And it starts with "Holy" by Justin Bieber, and it just every single time I'm in such a good mood, I'm dancing around. Love Chance the rapper, love the Biebs. Mm. So I gotta go. We with that are one. What is Chance doing now? It's just crushing it, I guess. I mean, he's taken a while to put out another album, but I I hope next year is going to be the year. Yeah,
0: I I really, man, I I miss Acid Rap. Um, I know. Yeah,
2: God, he's it's so been good. too
0: long, and like I did like his debut but i think that like he was so like wrapped up in his marriage and stuff that like the there were like fewer bangers in that one i think uh, like you talking coloring book? Uh no coloring book was great it was uh, god I- i'm going to i'm going to i love coloring book but what what uh, album was this i have it i got it
2: oh oh, oh oh the one that's got like the clear cd on the yeah, cover yeah, yeah 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 exactly what you're talking about
0: coloring book is one of my favorite albums of all time it's unreal
2: yes the same big... drugs
0: I... yes. that's oh my probably God, my second drugs. that's my second oh. i feel
2: i'm so happy song oh same drugs God. by chance the rapper
0: i love the music video where he's just at the piano with that muppet
1: that's adorable <laughs> yeah <laughs> It Hello sounds chairs. ridiculous,
0: but it moves me to tears every time I watch that music video. That's wow.
1: because you have a special place in your heart for puppets, Anthony. I do. Ooh. have a,
0: But also I have a special place in my heart for that song. Like low key, that's one of those slow burn songs where it was never like... It was never my most played song at any time, but I listened to it for years and yes. years and years. It just years. keeps coming back. Yes. It's... Do
1: you know
2: a guy named Ben Rector? Have you heard of Ben yes. Rector before? Oh my gosh. So my recent... former
0: roommate was obsessed with him. Favorite oh, yeah. artist.
2: Wow. Yep. Okay. So I just, I opened for Ben earlier this year and literally he has a Muppet, like life size oh Muppet who goes on tour with him. Every show he opens the show with the Muppet at the piano.
1: I love this. Playing
2: a, th- playing, playing a song. And uh, so if you're into puppets and music, he's your guy. Gotta we go. will
1: definitely reach out to Anthony's uh, past roommate, who oh, yeah, is Katie. actually, no, oh, Rachel, no, Rachel. Who actually makes puppets for Oh, yeah. She, she works for Henson. Yeah, really? She works yeah. for Jim Henson. Whoa. And like every time she on Instagram. She may have made Ben's
0: puppets then, because he went have. through she Henson. Might have,
1: she might be familiar for sure. Uh, every time I'm on Instagram and I see any sort of posts that have puppets, like there was a Gucci ad that, ad campaign and they used puppets to like wear the clothes and all the accessories. It was really funky and cool. And she thought like, it was so crazy and she hadn't seen it. So I always like send her that stuff. Mm -hmm.
0: My other roommate though, she went on one of those like rock cruises where Ben Rector, Headlined. Oh, really? And she Wait, was just there's like,
1: "There's cruises for rock and roll. Yeah, there's there's cruises oh, for all is totally sorts of music. Thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Kesha had like uh, a <clears throat> cruise a couple of years ago where she, uh, it was her and then the Struts and like a few other great bands. Like that. W- I think Betty Who was on that one. Wow. I I might be wrong, but I feel like Betty Who and Kesha and the Struts like yeah had a cruise. It's like a
2: moving festival yeah. with all inclusive food.
1: Do they have enough music to actually play different songs the entire time?
2: Well I so the way I know, I mean, not to reference Emo's not dead again, but Emo's not dead. They just did the cruise like uh-huh. 2 weeks ago and they had like probably 15-20 bands and they would just play different sets throughout the thing.
1: How did they keep the boat from rocking?
2: That I don't know. Or do they?
1: It, or do they intend for the boat to rock?
2: They want it to rock. <laughs> if it tips, they're winning. Um,
1: <laughs> we want to recreate yeah, Titanic. Yeah,
2: we have lots of safety precautions. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he said it was a, a blast, though, because like you, you have a lineup of like all your favorite bands, literally on a boat, and they and can't go anywhere. They can't go. You're literally sequestered onto this cruise ship.
1: I wonder if you end up like.
2: and and there's like open bar
1: how do they keep like people separate how do the groupies not get in
2: they well i actually we talked about this they had like a section of the boat that was like for the bands Mm. and then the bands would like come out and like you know go to the main dining hall and everything and they would like see everybody but it would get a little bit exhausting if it was like constantly you know yeah. overlapping
0: i feel like emo fans are really respectful though
2: well the thing about yeah. it think about emo fans are all like you know in their mid-30s now yeah it's like right. that that was kind of the time and so i would think that it would be a little more yeah, like, everybody chill.
1: everybody has a decent bedtime yeah, everyone
2: has a decent <laughs> bedtime everyone's <laughs> kind of like hey cool like you're doing your thing i'm doing my thing but yeah. i think mean, you know i would still freak out if i saw some of those guys
0: I mean, uh, yeah, fair kaylin we've been taking up your time what? uh tell us this has
1: been great
0: (laughs) tell us uh what uh what you're adding to this playlist
1: so i'm adding feel good by big wild because you know everybody needs to feel good is that take a deep breath you let you bring it in and you let it out and you feel good
0: was that like at the show was that when he had the visualizer of the bunnies
1: Mm, I can't quite remember, but maybe I oh, know man. that it, it was the part where he had everybody do a group X, ex, inhale, exhale, oh, you know, yeah. take that a breath. Was so good. Enter the if- fear sphere. It was magical. That was I, fe- a good time. I felt like I was really in a happy place while that was going on. Uh, and then cut to the feeling by Carly Rave Jepsen, yes! because I love that yes! song. It makes me happy. <laughs> and I'm that white girl. I
0: still need to listen to her new album. We are Alex are bugging <laughs> me to listen to the new album. And I just, I don't know. Ev- something comes up. Alex needs
1: to just bring us to one of her shows. I already went to
0: one of Carly's shows with us, Alex. Us, okay. Anthony. Not you 10 years ago. <laughs> us. us. Ten year- It feels like everything before the pandemic was 10 years ago. It was, honestly. wasn't it?
2: It does. Yeah, mm. it does. It does.
0: Listeners, do you have a mood of your own? <laughs> Let us know by dialing the tunes and tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or just dropping into our Instagram DMs or just keeping an eye out for when we post our call for moods on our story. Who knows? Your favorite artist may just make you a custom playlist on our show, but you know what? It's getting late. The bar has been open for an hour and we all know that the tunes and tumblers bar is only open for one hour every weekend. No wonder we don't make any money. This
2: is when the bouncer gets real spicy.
0: Yes, he's just like get out. <laughs> he made he made his weekly salary and he's just <laughs> ready to go home. Got
2: his t-shirt and he's done.
0: Mhm. But before we go, does anyone have any lingering thoughts, any anything you'd like to plug, Jake? The biggest
2: thing I want to plug and talk about is just the fact that I've got an album that I—it's my first ever album. It's my debut album and I'm working on it right now and it's going to be coming out next year. And it is, I think, going to be my best work yet. Of course, every artist says that, but I really think that. And uh, I, I can't wait for it. Look out for it. It's going to be called Lavender
1: we're so excited oh yes and won, we got the t-shirts now yeah we got Just them T-shirts. Mm-hmm. purple is actually Anthony's favorite color oh it is. come on yeah
0: Anthony. and like because I'm a small boy this will probably be like a night shirt that goes yeah, down to my yeah. knees hey, it's gonna be perfect it, it your, we'll bring your... it
1: to the tailor yes <laughs> You're or making, we'll
2: just post making it into a, a crop, you know, just like oh, cut yeah. it. <laughs> cropped up. We'll do
1: one of those things where we cut the strips out yep. the side yep. and we tie them up with like those no-so blankets. Yes, We're going to wow. really get into that whole like bro-ho thing for you, Anthony. We're going to get you some platform sandals. <sighs> yes.
0: Make me look like Dobby from Harry Potter. Yes. Oh my God, yes. Wow. <laughs> speaking of did you
2: see this meme the other day that snoop dog posted that said snoop dobby dob
1: oh, oh my no. god and, and it's just
2: dobby with snoop dog's face imposed on it it was the best thing i've seen all year
1: i think the things that people create like that with regards to snoop dog i mean it's he's just, just he's just a sick ass cool dude well, like what's
2: also crazy he just released a children's album oh yeah for kids called doggy land which we have been loving <laughs>
0: Oh, I
2: adore it, that. It's it's amazing and it's like him singing the ABCs and him being like, "Hey kids, let's talk about
0: like how just, bullying's not
2: cool." He's <laughs> like, just such
0: a chill dude. I like I worked with him on this one shoot where he and he was teaming up with um this Chinese rap group to do like a song for this Netflix series that like was like a kung fu Netflix series that's like, you know, big uh in china yeah uh but like he had not seen the trailer before like (laughs) recording these these verses with them he went for it yeah he just went for it and then afterwards we're all sitting in the studio and he's just like i want to see the trailer and they put it on he's like yo this is dope and then he turns to like his manager or whatever he's like can you get me
1: in this show (laughs) oh my god i mean consider like this dude has like martha stewart as his best friend yeah like Like, let's be honest and he just like had like he he lives in claremont yeah (laughs) he's not like he's not like some like douchey dude like he lived next door to my cousin's friend from that she grew up with and so like it was just he just always seemed like this just down-to-earth chill dude i mean mean, when you're you're that high all the time you kind of have you kind of have to be yeah simple pleasures
2: yeah whatever works man he he's doing it right you know, maybe he likes My Ties and Postmates. You know, I think he would love Good Day if he, he would. heard it. Oh, I think for so. so let's get this you gotta do the Snoop remix
1: dog. where where he's like a he dog? Yeah. Well yeah.
2: if we could make that happen, featuring, that would be life changing.
1: Featuring luder ludicrous. Featuring ludicrous. <laughs> featuring ludicrous. <laughs> 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 okay. If you've never seen uh what's that show called Big Mouth. Big Mouth. There's <laughs> there's a dog on it. It's Pitbull featuring Ludacris. it's <laughs> yes, my, my yes, Pitbull it's like, featuring Ludacris. Yeah,
0: this character is just like you want to meet my Pitbull featuring Ludacris. <laughs> like his name is featuring Ludacris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
0: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got to close up the bar. Jake, thank you so much for coming out today. This
1: has
2: so been a great. lot of
0: fun. Yeah. I'm
1: glad Kaylin, I got you to eat a cocktail.
2: I. It's my first and definitely not my last experience. Oh my gosh. Or getting a Jello cocktail. That's for sure. I
1: know. It's basically like a Jello shot, but it's a. Cocktail, oh, that was not a, just a yeah, shot.
2: Like, if jello shots are like your college days and they're trashy, this was like a very matured, elegant jello shot.
1: <laughs> oh, my cocktail god, just just getting jello all over the sofa
2: for sure. But thank y'all for having me. This is awesome. Happy to have you. We're time. glad
1: it could be in person, too. Yeah. It's, it's not always that we get to have the artist in our home, Here we are. bar, living room, yeah. Uh, Don't
0: tell people, like, what we're actually doing here. It's a bar. (laughs) It's a bar. It's a real bar with a a real bouncer. There's a real magical
2: jukebox. The bouncer is mad at us right
1: now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The bouncer's always mad. He just, he's he's actually our pug. He just always has grump face on. Uh, (laughs) That's just his face. Resting pug face.
0: (laughs) Once again, thank you, Jake, for coming out today. We really enjoyed having you. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much much also if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks tunes and tumblers was produced as always by drew franz Blau. our theme song is by the band new new girlfriend our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from jacob jeffries and jesse mcginty and until next time cheers cheers, cheers. Woo. Hey. thanks y'all